Welcome to Sports and Songs, another episode here. We're on season four, episode two. This is the sports edition today. Uh, we're your hosts, Dan and Andy. Today is 11-21. November 21st today, 2022. We're in our fourth season. And Andy, uh, we've got some good sports to talk about today. The World Cup just got underway for soccer, for the soccer yeah. fans out there. Yeah, football. It's a football-only edition, basically. Football fans out there. Well, college, uh, football, college football, World Cup football. College football is uh, nearing yeah, the end yeah. of the season. The NFL, the Vikings just got crushed yesterday at home against Dallas, but are still 8-2. and two. But I've got a yeah. trivia question. One thing I was say about the Viking game real quick. Um, I heard an interview this morning on, on the news. First of all, not a big Viking fan, not a big Just, Justin Jefferson fan, but I appreciate when they're honest, right? Justin Jefferson said this morning, he goes, we got our ass kicked, pardon my language. So that's what he said. I, when I like those was, quotes. When the players can up and admit it, that that just wasn't their game, yeah. they got their teeth kicked in, got their lunch money stolen, whatever. When they up and admit it, I really respect the team and the players when they do that. That When you up and just say, don't go, oh, it wasn't our day, and leave it at that. No, when you get throttled and get destroyed and you admit that we got destroyed, you get my respect a little bit for a couple of weeks. Yeah, I like that. Um, it is what it is. They did get beat. They were 8-1. and one. Now they're 8-2, and two, which is still the second-best team in football. Now they've got a four-game lead over the second-place teams in the NFC North. So um, this wasn't a bad negative thing. We just hope it doesn't have to, you know, carry over there. Uh, they'll still still be into the postseason, into the playoffs, and they should win the yeah. NFC North division. But boy, uh, very interesting. Is there one game behind Philadelphia for that overall number one record? But Philadelphia beats them head to head, so they got a. They're kind of almost two games behind. Yeah. Yep. Um, and so yeah, they got beat by Philly early in the season on Monday night in front of a national audience. They played Dallas and got beat in front of a national audience yesterday afternoon. So it's interesting. But they're but they're eight and two. It is what it yep. is. Yep. They all have those step backs. Yep. So the trivia question. I got a trivia question. Related okay, to NFL football. I did some looking at the standings, Andy. The okay. the Every team in the AFC East has a positive point differential. Points for versus points against. Oh, okay. Uh, and usually there's half above that and half beneath it. But every single team, number one, has a winning record in the AFC East. Every oh, wow. team is above 500. And their points versus and points uh, for and points against result in a net, uh, you know, net, net points of everyone having a positive number, meaning they've outscored more, scored more points offensively than, they, than they've given up. Okay. Now there's one division in pro football right now, one division where every team in that division has a negative point differential. Ooh. Every team up and down. And there's, there's four teams in all the divisions. Mm -hmm. One of them doesn't have a single team that has more points for than a points against. What is that division? We'll get to it at the end of the show. All right. All right. All right. I'm ready to do my spiel if you want to put my other screen on there, sir, and get rid of our mugs for a little bit there. No one needs to see us. Yes. Here we go. This is our little logo. Look for that on the icons on the social media. That's us right there. 50 years of Minnesota State High School League State Tournament Football, Dan. Wow. 
This is number 50. So here, here's our matchups for the seven games in the prep bowl. Nine man, Mountain Iron against Spring Grove will be playing the 10.03 a.m. game on the third. Okay. These times are all tentative, of course. Um, Class A, Springfield and Minota on the second. Friday, Saturday games. 2A, Barnesville and Chatfield. There's your championship matchup there. Dilworth and New London Spicer. The only reason I'm going to take a few seconds on this one is we were at the Mayor Lutheran New London game. Very good game there. And the Dilworth one, which was the game right before it, I know it's hard to say this, but 7-16, to 16, the game was closer than that because so it was 7-7 into the fourth. So that was a close game. The Mayor Lutheran New London game was close. So two teams that earned their wins, let's just put it that way. Yes. 4A, Sibley and Hutchinson. It's close as we got to a local team here right now, Hutchinson. Elk River and Mankato West for the 5A. And the large city schools, Maple Grove and Rosemont. Rosemont in the championship game there. So That should be good. Uh, all these should be good. All they all should be good games, yep. Good. Beavs, we talked a little beaver sport here. Soccer team did lose in the in the quarters there, so the soccer season's over for the gals. Two nil to Ferris State, and so there's the final four. Ferris State does go to the final four, so the beaves were that close. Wow, so close. Talk a little beaver hockey now. There we go. The boys uh, had the week off. They got the Sioux this weekend, or the Hawks, or the Chicken Hawks, or whatever they're called, at Bemidji and Grand Forks, what's referred to as a home-and-home -home series. Uh, they'll have Bemidji first, and they'll go over to Grand Forks. Then they come down first week of December. They'll be, uh, or I'm sorry, they'll be at home starting the CCHA season against St. Thomas. And there is the CCHA standings right now, the Beavs. Sitting right there at three, one, and two in conference play, five, three, and two overall, holding their own, holding their own conference play. And SIC, which is also Beaver stuff, it's not going to be one thing. That's football. They advance on thirty-one-seven with a win over Winona State. Now, remember last year we said it was the Beavs' first time they'd ever won their division in a hundred years. Okay, we found lightning in a bottle first. Nope, they did it last year. They did it this year, of course, so back-to-back. -back. But this year, this was the first home game in the program's 96-year history. And for the longest in uh, 82 years, this is their longest consecutive winning streak at 10. Boy, so that 10. is tough. Yeah. In, in football, a 10-game winning streak is uh, unreal. Yep. Uh, they're top 20 as of the 14th of November. They're in the top 20 there. So, congrats to them. And here's where they advance on the, the brackets. Like I mentioned last week, they play Anglo State down in Texas there. Okay. It's always the high seed team hosts. And bottom bracket, Colorado College of Mines, or School of Mines, will play Minnesota State. 
So that should be a good game there too. Number two and three. Here we go. They got Anglo State, and here is the top 20 rankings. Anglo State is number two overall. Uh, they usually break it in four regions, but when you combine them all, they're number four. And uh, there's the Beavs at number 19. So they're holding their own. Some Beaver basketball. We'll touch on that here real quick. Boys are 4-1. and one. Their only loss was last week on the 15th at Concordia by one point, 76-77. So they're 4-1. and one. There's our next three games there coming up. Boys are looking strong this year so far. Hopefully, hopefully it keeps up. The gals, 2-0. Yeah, Crookston on Tuesday. And then they go to uh, the other little tournaments, Thanksgiving tournaments still being over in Washington. 2-0 uh, for the gals right now, so it's good news for them. See if they can keep it going. Missouri Valley, it can only mean one thing, and that's Bison football. Bison did beat North Dakota, 42-21. And they advanced. Uh, they get a first-round bye because they were the three-seed overall picked for the uh, FCS tournament. So they'll play the winner of the Southeast Missouri State-Montana game. And that will be in Fargo. Uh, best record gets to home field there. Now, as you see, only three teams made it out of Missouri Valley. Uh, the Bunnies got the number one seed overall. The Bison were number three overall. And North Dakota got what's referred to as an at-large bid. So they just seed the first four teams or first eight teams and go after that. You look at the conference records there. Uh, Youngstown State had the same record as North Dakota, and Northern Iowa was just uh, same conference, game behind overall. But the FCS is getting tough, tough to get in. And there's the bracket for the Bison. They'll play the winner of the Montana Southeast Missouri State, and they'll go on from there. If things go right, the Bison could play the Jackrabbits in the championship game for the FCS wow. title. That's the way the brackets are lined up. Okay. And North Dakota is in the other bracket. They'd play South Dakota State in the semis. So could be very well the Final Four could have three Missouri Valley teams in it. Okay. If the chips fall properly. Summit League, which is, you know, uh, Bison basketball. There's the guys. Uh, took them on the chin against Indiana State. Then they took it out on Crown College. Then they got the next uh, three are at Lobo, the Lobo Classic in New Mexico. The men are one and four right now. Uh, the game against Cron was their first win of the year. And there's the gals, three and zero. Oh. Yep, you're reading that right. Wow. Thursday night they beat the Gophers, seventy-one sixty-five, up in Fargo. So, uh, yeah, Gophers did have their best player, but you know what? I don't want excuses. I want wins. As a good coach would say. Yep. Uh, so the gals are three and zero. They got Northern Colorado coming up on Tuesday. Then they go to the Nugget Classic. The Nugget is uh, in Nevada. The Nevada Wolfpack gal, Nevada Wolfpack gals team uh, will be hosting that one. The Nugget Classic there. And that leads us to the Gophers. Golden Gophers. Ra 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 ra. Took it on the chin against uh, the Hawkeyes there. Uh, Hawkeyes had an early 10-0 lead and had the field goal at the end. 
got Wisconsin coming up. Now, before we get to the other stuff here, I found there's five different uh, trophies the Gophers play for. Okay. Big football. Uh, Floyd of Rosedale, who, of course, went back to Iowa here, or has been in Iowa and stayed there. Uh, Michigan, they got the Little Brown Jug, which Michigan has. Nebraska, it's a fundraiser game. It's called Five Bits of Broken Chair. Uh, something they've started recently with that one. Penn State has the Governor's Victory Bell, which Penn State has. And Paul Bunyan's Axe, which we haven't got to Wisconsin this weekend. And this is the one few thing the Gophers still have is Paul Bunyan's Axe. We had that. We won that last time. Okay. But you got some info on the Gopher game, sir? Yeah, the uh... – the Gophers this weekend play Wisconsin, uh, the Badgers, and that is the most common, most played college football game at the D1 level in the nation's history. It's the uh, no other teams have played each other as many times as the Badgers and Minnesota Golden Gophers. So that's the number one rivalry, and this is uh, basically a rivalry weekend because also on this coming Saturday is Oregon State versus Oregon, the Ducks against the Beavers. And they are the, I think they're in third place for the most times they have played another, one another college that goes way back. These go back uh, 60, 70, uh, or 130 games, I think, a lot of these guys have matched up for. Uh, that's that's how high they are. Uh, to even make the list, I think you have to play each other more than 120 times. That's even before Coach Mike's time. Yes, that's old school stuff. So this yeah. weekend, that's a very meaningful game there uh, with the Badgers. Uh, and they're playing for, you know, the, the Axe. Uh, and yeah. we'll see how that goes. That should be good. Now, Mo Ibrahim, the running back, was named Big Ten Player of the Week with his outstanding yards rushing and, and whatnot. Even though they lost, he is still a man to be reckoned with. So 263 yards. Yeah, he'll be playing Sundays, like we said next year. Oh, yes. It's kind of exciting to see how high he goes off. He'll be a top 10 pick, first round pick. Who knows? You know, no, I'm they don't say too much. You know, the Heisman Trophy is basically a quarterback's award now. I think after the bowl games, they'll start dropping more names besides quarterbacks. We'll hear where where Mr. Mo will go. Yeah, I'm guessing first round. Um yep. so. I think it's a safe bet. I don't know where in the first round, but that'll be fun. Fun to see here. All right. Here we go. Go for hockey. Swept Michigan, who's number three. So that can only help us in the standings there. And the Big Ten, that did well for us. And they uh, go to Arizona State for Thanksgiving. What a great place to spend Thanksgiving. There's the Big Ten standings. Yes, there's seven schools, and Notre Dame's one of them, but Big Ten nonetheless. Still second place behind that pesky Penn State, but there's the Gophers. Michigan State, Michigan, Ohio State, Notre Dame, and the Badgers in last place. Wow. I just like saying that, the Badgers in last place. Okay. The Gals uh, had a tie with Wisconsin, but won the shootout the, on uh, Saturday and the other game. They lost straight out to Wisconsin. So that's going to hurt them in the rankings there, but uh, still tight games. and Good games, too. They're always fun to watch. And their next two coming up, uh, they got Penn State and Boston University Yale. It's a little tournament they got out there uh, on the East Coast. So we'll see how that goes for Saturday's matchups and who they play. And here's the standings for the WCHA. Ohio State, the Gophers, Scotty. 
Minnesota State, Minnesota Duluth, St. Cloud State, the Beeves, and the Tommies. A few Major League Baseball notes here. The Hall of Fame ballot came out today. Here we are. The ballot. Something we'll save for our roundtable discussion coming up uh, end of January, early February. Uh, the teams in blue, or teams, players in blue are your first-timers on the ballot. Um, some names you kind of forgot about. It's like, oh, wow, that's right. You know, and if it's a guy you got to go, oh, yeah, that's right. I wouldn't consider him for the Hall of Fame. Um, <laughs> but you can see that guy go, man, it's been that long already. Um That'd be like the J.J. Hardys of the world, Jacob oh, yes. Ellsbury. Yeah, you're not getting a vote. I, I could vote for 15 guys on this list. You're still not getting a vote. Um, yeah. I see three, maybe four guys I'd give votes to on this list right now without really refreshing myself on the stats. Um, A-Rod would get my vote. Yes, he was a druggie, but A-Rod gets my vote. Andrew Jones would. Um Try not to be homer on some of these guys because they had Mets uniforms, but Billy Wagner and Sheffield would kind of get votes for me right now. Burley, I'd have to refresh myself on his numbers. Um, Jeff Kent, I'd have to refresh myself on the numbers. Beltron, like I said, uh, maybe, maybe Beltron too, I think. But that's a, an early homework assignment, back burner homework. Look up these names, check them. Uh, watch our social media coming up. In about a month or so, around between the championship and Super Bowl game for football, Sports and Songs is going to hold its first annual baseball roundtable discussion, hot stove, and that will be one of our topics on there. Yeah, I think you know. I think you know. Looking at it, Alex Rodriguez, Manny Ramirez, and Gary Sheffield probably would be the three that I would uh, guess if uh, if we had a fantasy yeah. draft here. Right. Right. right yep. Yeah. Without without taking a few days to or a few minutes to refresh yourself with some stats, going, oh yeah, I forgot he did that well, you know. But yeah, not a lot of the other guys I bother with, but they're on there. The twins. Now I use this logo when I talk about the twins because in '87 when they came out, this one I this was really one of my favorite logos they've ever had. Until this disaster of logos. <laughs> I'm sorry. The M. It looks like it looks like the Marlins hat. Yes. The TC. They didn't really change much. It just kind of took the point off the T. Um. The road jerseys, the Minnesota Blues. I guess that's okay. I, I could live with that. The pinstripes, the Grays. I could live with that. I kind of like the Twin Cities one. I guess that's all right. But that red Twins bold looks just. Oh wow, bad. I'm sorry, that one looks bad. But when you say you're going to make changes and you hardly really changed anything, I guess that's what kind of bothers me. At least change the numbering font or something, but you just kind of made it look the, – the Red Twins looks just really bad, I think. that's I kind of am digging the Twin Cities one because I know, like, uh, the hockey team, they put Minneapolis-St. Paul on their old retro uniforms or uh, the Timberwolves were Minneapolis-Lakers stuff. You never see Twin Cities, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's the one on Twitter. You know, on Twitter, the, the most love uh, that I've seen on this was for that Twin Cities jersey. Lots yep. of folks were digging on that. They liked yep. that. Uh, we have to remember too that this year, I think the Nike City City Connect jerseys are going to be done for the Twins as well. God, I hope not. I I believe that they're up for this year as well. So we have all these. I. 
you know, the jerseys themselves are different enough that I think the the uniforms are a big enough change. The TC, as far as the logo, that we're waiting for this big change to come out. It yeah. was just a tweak. All they did was really tweak the TC. The T, they just kind of took the points off of the top. That's of all they did. Now, the M's I don't like. I, I guess I can grow to maybe like it. Um, I don't know. I just I was so in love with those last version Twins uniforms we had, the white yep. and the gold. Um, and, you know, now we don't see – none of these have any powder blue. Yep. Here's our jersey script for the Twins over the years. You, know, you see the, the logo for the Twins logo is the state with Minnie and Paul shaking hands. And then 87, they really – now that's changing our logo. And that's – I thought it was kind of cool. The Twins, the little – instead of the swipe of the S, it kind of had a little line. And I thought that was neat. Um, they brought the pinstripes back in 87. I thought that was really kind of cool. Yeah, they kind of changed it a little bit font-wise in 2010. Then five years later, they changed the font again, which I thought was stupid looking. I really haven't liked those. And now I don't I don't know really what the hell they're doing with the writing of the twins. I don't know. But see, there, there's the media guy for 2017. Those were the unis I loved. The M on the hats, the pinstripes for the roads, and the home. It just you had two uniforms, your road and your home done. You didn't have your special Sunday black or red. You didn't have your alternate. Your alternate uh, second uniform for a, a doubleheader uniform. You had two unis done. Back when, you know. And now we got the Mother's Day uniforms, the Father's Day, the St. Patrick's yeah. Day. Yeah. Christmas in July. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's too much. But once again, people buy them and money's driving all of this. Yep. Yeah. And people are collecting jerseys and now you just have more to collect. So yeah. I can see the point of it, but I don't know. And I just got one more thing. Okay, yes. My new feature, one more thing. I told Dan I had this, but I didn't tell him what it was because I want to see if he caught it. They uh at the at the big glass house this weekend, like a greenhouse, the Viking Stadium. They always put things up about the troops. Oh, support the troops. Da 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 da. So they had this one up. Skull salute, it says. And Kyle sends one in and says, Vikings, this is my cousin Joel. He served in the Army. He has always been an inspiration and someone I look up to as for his heroism. He is also a huge, huge in capital letters, Vikes fan. Hashtag Skull salute. They put that up on the Jumbotron at the Vikings game. Let me tell you a little bit about Joel. The soldier was actually an adult film actor Johnny Sins. Photos of him of the fireman, soldier, police officer. Now their occupations are used for memes to try to fool people. Can't make it up. Wow. I did not know that. I, I did not know that. And when I first saw I saw a couple of people. Uh, shout out to McCullough. Shout out to Kobe for putting that up. I saw it. I knew something was wrong with that picture. Uh, you know, so I gave him the likes because, you know, the son-in-law and his buddy, I had to give him likes or they'll beat me up. But I knew there was something wrong with the picture. It's like, that doesn't look like a very military picture. I'll show it again. Doesn't look very a real military picture of a soldier where they're standing in their house like that. You know, it's like there's something up with that. You know, I thought, God, it's a take from a movie. Is it a comedy movie and I'm missing it? Or what's there's something wrong. And upon further review. Yeah. Big, 
big fan, a big Vikes fan, this heroic image. Yes. Well-chiseled face man in the military. You know, yeah. it all just ties in together. Then my all- inspiration. My inspiration for his heroism. And a huge in capital letters, Vikes fan. Skull salute. Yeah, that is a, it's a very scripted thing. Once again, it is a uh, media uh, has come together yep. for this. And feel good moments out there. Yeah, it's it's too much. Now, because this is in the month of November, yep. the NFL has dedicated, I don't know how many years they've gone back to do this, but the month, it's a salute to service in the month of November for yep. all games. They've got the media, the end zone, there's writing on the field, there's posters, there's a whole theme in the month of November. Coaches wear the green hoodies or green hoodie sweatshirts and yes, stuff. Yep. It's it's all to that. I'm not just my opinion, I'm not a fan. Uh, we don't need yep. to bring that into the NFL. But the month of October is breast cancer awareness. Everyone's wearing pink, their breast cancer yep. awareness. Also, uh, fine, is it a good support, uh, a good thing to do? Sure. Sure, it's yep. fine. Does the NFL need a month to do it? No. Take away all of these things and keep it consistent. But once again, money sells. So if they want to buy out the right to uh, to hold and host an entire month for things like that, and once again, new jerseys and you know new new armband wristbands, yep. uh, the same as baseball, you wear the pink bats. I get it. Um, you sign it, you sell it. Money goes to charity. Yeah. Yes, it's it's just too much. But when you get these things like this, where now you get a fake item that shows hey. now on the jumbotron on a and national. These trolls product. are going to be out there fishing all over the place. Yeah, it's there's a lot of uh, orchestrated events here. This is a this is a manipulated uh, thing for for the media. Um, now let, let me counter let me counteract you on that or, or counter propose to you. Okay, so say for November, instead of every week, everybody salute the soldiers, da 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 da. If they just did special hats or uniforms on just the four Monday night games, would you be okay with that then? Because that's the national televised game. Everyone's going to see it. Let's do our special uniforms and helmets on the Monday night football game. Yeah, that's even fine. You know, I'd be okay. It's kind of limited. Every, right now, it's every single home field, yeah. home game in the month of November. Regardless of when it is, that's what they have, the salute to yeah. service. And so uh, it, it owns the entire month. Uh, Monday night, yes. that's fine. Maybe Thursdays, you know. Yep. I didn't mind when they tried doing the color rush on Thursday night games just to try something new. People yep. didn't like it. There was some banter about, uh, you know, next day at the water cooler, the sports fans would talk about it, whether they liked it or not. Uh, I like those kinds of gimmicks because it's it's still, it's still a gimmick, but – the entire month is uh, is too much. Yeah, Mother's Day for the bats, for pink bats, for breast cancer, it's just that Sunday. That's fine. Not every game in October. Yes, yes. I don't but mind. Just one Mother's Day. Day cool. So we did yeah. just Thursdays. That's the difference. Just yeah. Hopefully you get a different team every week anyway, so you kind of get over half the league covered anyway. So Yes. Yeah. That's what I got, sir. That's my little spiel for the, for the week. I like it. And what's it called again, your spiel? Yeah, it was called... Whoops, let me get back that screen. Hold on. Oh, I just remember. Columbo, uh, the old Columbo TV show. That's where I got the inspiration from. Just one more thing. Love so, it. Uh, love it. So I've got uh, midweeks. I'm going to start my Mets midweek show. I will not have one this week. We leave tomorrow to go out of town uh, for the off season. I'll probably do it like every other week. 
I'll do more Mets stuff based there. And then when baseball season starts, of course, it'll be weekly. Mets midweek show, plus I'll dabble a little Mets on this show too. Now, we've got the Vikings. Now, we talked about Perfect. the Vikings. Uh, we'll get to the trivia answer at the end. Uh, but they lost the game. Gophers, once again, got beat. They're still sitting there at, what, 7-5. Seven and seven and five. They're bowl eligible, but nothing no. big will come out of it. Uh, now, here's what I've got. We've got World Cup going on. World Cup. Yeah. Football. World Cup football. This is soccer with the uh, with the football twist here. Uh, and a lot of people are interested in it. A lot of people don't know much about it. It's going on. It's all over the news. It's all over the TV. It's all over the sports. Uh, but I just did a quick little summary in elementary 101 class, Andy. Yes. For this. So what we've got is these nations put together their men's soccer team for the World Cup. 32 teams come to this tournament. 32 teams. 32 nations. But what right. they'll do is they're they're dropped into eight pools, eight buckets of four teams each, and they play their first round pool games. These pool games go on for thirteen days. Thirteen days. You're only playing four or five, I think five games, uh, five matches, uh, but everyone plays the five matches, and you get your points, uh, your wins, lost, mm -hmm. your ties, and of those, the top two teams or nations then advance to the actual tournament of 16. The tournament is 16. You have to make the tournament of 16. So of your pool, there's four teams in a pool. You'll play your games. The top two will advance to the tournament. Bottom two go home. So you go from 32 teams now down to 16. 32 down to 16. Cuts it in half. And then it's single elimination bracket that's set up. Okay. And that goes for let's see my notes here. 15 days. Oh, wow. So 13 days is just everyone playing each other in this, which has already started. You know, the other day they yep. started the, the U.S., the men's team had a draw today with the uh, with Wales. They're going to be going on staggered times. Uh, I think it's 9 a.m. Is it 9 or is it 10, 1, 4, and 7 p.m. our times here? Yeah, Fox. Four games four, are going on. Not have games on there. Pool yeah. play are staggered. There's never games overlapping. No matches are overlapping. They start early. They go through and they play, and they just do their best, the best win-loss record advances to the tournament. The tournament then is a single elimination tournament that goes for those 15 days. So in total, it's a 28-day event that this is all going on for. So you'll hear it about it for 28 days, basically a month of soccer, football, if you will. And those teams will advance. And as you lose out, then once the tournament begins, single elimination, you lose, you go home. And so that's what's going to be going on. You'll be hearing a lot of this in the news in the upcoming. But uh, the tournament itself, then, I think it starts, let's see, December 3rd. December 3rd is when the actual tournament. So all the way through the rest of November, Thanksgiving, the first part of December, they'll be playing these matches to get them, get those matches out of the way with the round of 32. December 3rd, they'll start then with the final 16. And after that, it dwindles down. Should be fun to watch. Now, that's World Cup. Prep Bowl, we've covered. Vikings, Gophers, we've covered. Um. And I think with Major League Baseball, you know, the teams are down to their 40-man roster now. The next thing coming up is the Rule 5 draft at the beginning of December. We've got Prep Bowl, not this weekend, but the following weekend. Yep. 
Thanksgiving football games are going on in the NFL. Three, of course. Vikings are the late game against the Patriots at home. That's why they push back the prep bowl games yep. for the subsequent weekend. So they'll be playing first time ever the state of Minnesota football games in December for the high school level. High school football indoors, but it's as far as I know, it's never been done. So right. that'll be fun. But we'll start co- following now. Girls basketball is in full practice uh, for the winter season. Boys basketball started, I believe, today. Wrestling is going to be kicking off. Hockey, the winter sports are going to be in full swing. Yep. You're going to find out, like I said, this week I won't have my special episode for the Mets because, again, traveling and just off-season is being every other week thing. Um, the postseason awards have been getting handed out. We'll cover that in our roundtable thing uh, coming up end of January there. Um Free agency signings. There's still a lot of rumors going around about Verlander going to the Mets or the Yankees or the Red Sox. Uh, there's talks today now. The Yankees have asked to see the medical records for DeGrom. I saw that. Yeah, that was kind of hard for me to stomach. Um, that, could, that could be bad. I might have that to be kind of watch if that happens. I don't know. Well, we'll see what happens with all these all these free agent movements. There's a couple of websites I saw that really dedicate their whole offseason to all the movements. So you can track yeah. there's trackers for all these websites for offseason baseball, hot stove. Um, oh, back to the the football prep the prep boulders. Uh, the final games are in two weeks. We at Sports and Songs here are going to do a special bonus episode and and bring in uh, Kip Kovar, Herald from, Journal, from the Herald Journal. Going to bring him in. And, and do a preview of each of these games with him on a, on a special bonus episode. He's very good in covering high school prep sports, all any and all sports. Uh, he's also very good in town ball baseball. But we're going to go over those seven-game matchups one by one and yep. show you may be interested in watching or sharing with uh, others here before, that, uh, before those games take place. We'll do an interview with him, bring him on, and go through it one by one. It should be interesting. Cut, cut through them. We can officially call him a f- close personal friend then after that. Yes. And we've friend. ever had him on. So, um, no. So, we're looking forward to that here uh, on the show. That's all I've got. Now, the trivia question the is a trivia answer. answer. The trivia answer. In the NFL, right now, currently, as of today, has no impact on the Monday night game that's going on right now. But the AFC East. Is the only team in the league that has every team in that division with a positive point differential for each of those teams. Points scored versus points given up. They're all positive. But there's one division where all the teams are negative. What's that one division? Do you have an answer? NFC South. NFC South. No. Good close. Mm-hmm. Good one because those guys are all losing records as well. Of there might be close there, yeah. Tampa, Carolina. The answer is the NFC North. With the purple. With the purple. Now, get this. Every team has a losing record, except the Vikings. The Vikings are 8-2. and And they all have negative point differentials as of this point. But the Vikings with an 8-2 and record have a negative point differential of three points, causing the entire division to be negative. Very rare, especially when you have the second-best team in the NFL – but you look at the numbers. Games losing by blowouts, their their overall net through ten games is a negative. They have been that, outscored. That seven, game, that seven game winning streak was all one score games. 
all one so, score. Yeah. And I'm not saying that's good or bad. Right. But you would think with all the teams, you'd 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 think there'd be a bunch of teams at three and seven, four and six, five and five in the mix. Yeah. An eight and two team has more points given up than points that they scored, and that's the trivia answer for this week. And that proves one point I've always said. They've had a lot of close games. Good teams win close games, and they're eight and two, so they got to be a good team to be one of those close games. Yes. Uh, I hope they, they shrug off this loss because, like I said earlier in the show, they have a four-game advantage uh, win, you know, four games ahead in the division. So you're looking at a team that uh, it may, may, may not be well, too well-liked right now in the fan base, uh, but they're going to win that NFC North, I'm guessing. Yeah. They're going to be no a high, very high seed in the NFC tournament, and other than Philly and maybe San Francisco, uh, they could they could go deep. They could run the table. They could make who knows if this is the year the Vikings go to the Super Bowl. Uh, I'm not saying that, but uh, you never know with the competition. This is a good squad. They did not play good Sunday. New England's coming in hot. They had that game against the Jets in the cold. Um, I don't know if you saw the tail end of that game. We finally got to watch it here locally when they mercifully finally took the Viking game off the TV. New England and the Jets tied 3-3. minute to go. Jets punted away. New England returns to kick to the house. Yes, yes. I did, so I did see they that. Got, they end the game on that as clock time's running out. What better momentum to come on a short week than that for New England? So if you're going to play the stereotypes and play the, the cliches, New England's coming in great and hot right now. We just got our lunch money stolen from us, so it's – Going to be different. I mean, so which means the bikes will win easily. <laughs> you, know, you never know, but it'll be a good test. Yeah. Number one, because New England's coming in hot. Number two is how do the Vikings bounce back after that defeat? Now, keep in mind, the Vikings play the Jets down the road, who's good this year. The Giants are yet on the schedule. Besides, yeah. both those New York teams are good. Um, and there's a 17-game schedule. So are there Miami on the schedule, too? Miami, they already played in one. That's right. They already went down Miami once. Yeah, they already, they, I knew they played that division. You're right. They beat Miami. So the remaining games, other than a couple of those, mm-hmm. are very winnable. Uh, but even if they lose four games, they're they're thirteen and they're, they're thirteen and four is where I right. think they could end up. Yeah, and that'll still be one of the top teams in the NFC. So, and and interesting the thing you know the announcers will bring it up, especially if we get yeah, it's NBC is so we get stuck with Collinsworth. It's going to be the old vet, uh, Belichick, against the rookie head coach. So, you know, they're going to play that every second they can. Oh, I'm sure. No matter how the turnout goes, it'll be the veteran and the rookie coach. That's that's who they're going to play because New England doesn't really have a stud cornerback that could say it's him against Jefferson or it's Cousins against the great star quarterback on their team. There's no real – New England's probably a team with the stars there to make player against player. coaching – so it's going to be the coaches are going to pick on him and, and pull out. Um, I, you know, and Belichick, he's just, I, I don't know how he walks with that horseshoe up his ass. I don't know. <laughs> you know, because that was a stat I saw a while ago. What was it? They're like a game or two above 500 in fourth place in their division, but still making the playoffs. Yet Tom Brady and Tampa are below 500, but in first place in their division. So who who's the lucky one? The guy who's still five hundred last, but makes the playoffs. Or the guy who's below five hundred but first place. They're both, you know. Well, once we get out of 
the Thanksgiving games and close the books on November here. December always gets to be good in the NFL because you're uh, you're down against uh, you're coming up against the end of the season, and then you know yep. it's all playoffs in January. The Super Bowl is in February this year. Uh, it has been the last yeah. couple of years, so December will be fun football. But it'll be interesting to see what shakes out here in the remaining in the balance of November. All depends on where Odell Beckham Jr. signs. Does he go to the Cowboys like he's saying? OBJ. OBJ, as we call him. Not saying he's the pl- he's the difference maker for anybody else, but a team like the Cowboys, he could be that nice icing on the cake. He could be a nice icing on the cake to Philadelphia. He could be a nice add to Miami. You know, any of those oh, teams yeah. that are one through three, he'd be a nice fit in there somewhere. Could he fit in here? The only reason I'd say him here is if, God forbid, Thursday, Thielen or Jefferson come up hurt. If not, we just don't have enough footballs for three guys. You know, so unless one of those two came down with a naggy injury, not here. Everywhere else, for the, unless there's two star running back receivers, you know, who knows? Now, who's our new tight end for the Vikings? Uh, TJ? Yeah, the guy who ever said, oh, he dropped the touchdown pass. You know what? That wouldn't have mattered. And, and the whole scheme of things. Yeah, yeah. Now he, he's doing well. An interesting trivia question. The uh, he's played the Dallas Cowboys twice already this year. Yes, because we have a trade. That's played right. with Detroit, got traded to Minnesota, played Dallas again. He's played them twice in one season. Didn't think that was worthy enough of a trivia question, but yeah. it was an interesting thing to note nonetheless. Well, there was one player last year. I remember. He got traded and never had a bye week and played all 17 games. Yes. We had that last year. Remember that. We talked about that. Christian Watson, Green Bay Packers receiver last two weeks, said very good weeks. Former Bison, number one pick by the Pack this year. So horns up to him. There's been uh, some guys in Major League Baseball in 162-game season also finished the year with 163 games played. No injuries and a trade. Where you get traded, yep. You get traded on an off day, next day. Hot Stove League is hot. College playoffs are underway for the FCS in Division Two and Three. Um, will that fit into the pro schedule? Maybe we'll, we'll have Jeremy Quas on. Maybe when bowl season starts, ask him his opinion on that. Oh, yes, yes. So, All right, uh, sounds good, everyone. We'll see you next time. See ya. Bye.